Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? I am absolutely wonderful. I am back outside. It is a little windy, so you may hear things rustling around, but it's a great day. How about you? It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. And um, I'm really looking forward to today's topic. This is something that you and I, it comes to us every day, all the time with every person, whether professionally, personally, um, it doesn't matter. It's, it goes across the board and it's understanding the nature of conflict because we we aren't born with a, um, uh, with a, what's, what's I'm trying to think, a manual on how to navigate communication in life. And inevitably conflict comes up. Well, it's, and it's, some a, us, it's a natural part of human interaction. It is. And the issue, I mean, and it's not that it's unhealthy. It needs to happen because we should be able to disagree and, and challenge each other. The problem is, is when, when we don't understand how to do it um, the right way as compared to the digging in the heels uh, well, it, it, it comes to a matter of whether or not there is a proactive approach to conflict or, as you say, digging in heels or a or a catabolic destructive approach. And we're, we're hoping today to be able to let folks know that there not only is a, uh, uh, a proactive, non-catabolic approach, but some of the, the secrets to doing that. And, uh, and by the way, we should let folks know this is going to be um, our, uh, our first um, you know, multi-part podcast because it is such a big topic uh, and it's because it's so ubiquitous in our human experience. Absolutely. So let's dig into it. So uh, let's talk about the nature of conflict. Uh, as you said, it's a natural part of the human experience. Uh, it comes up in a variety of settings. As I said earlier, come up personally, it can come up professionally, it can come up socially. Uh, it really just depends on where you are when it happens, but it's there's so many places that it can occur. It, it, it can, and, and you know, we're seeing it more and more. We, we have, in a sense, a, a, a balkanization of, um, uh, of, of, our, of our views and of society. And um, there is, as part of balkanization, a, a significant conflict that's part of it. There's there's a disdain for uh, for others, and we see that certainly in our politics and our social views, and um, uh, therefore we're seeing more and more conflict and more and more um, uh, harboring of resentment and and the rise of vitriol in that conflict, rather than again uh, a, a proactive approach uh, to understanding. Yeah, and you know, conflict can, can arise in all different types of ways. It can, it can arise at work. It could be a, a team argument. It could be, uh, or an issue. It could be over finances. I, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't have some kind of conflict over finances in their personal life, at least. Um, values, values can come up at work. You know, you may have certain values, and another person might not have those values. Uh, or, you know, honestly. Um, as you just said, with our world today, politics, talk about the conflicts of politics. It's, there's no longer a middle. It's just far one way or far the other way. And, and it's really caused people to, to just not even want to come together anymore, you know, just oh. hold their ground. And, and, you know, we're talking about some of the big, the significant conflicts, because that's what we think about those, those major disputes. Um, on the other side, there are the minor disagreements, you know, what, what, where do we want to eat lunch today? 
or, you know, uh, where do you want to go on vacation? Or well, what movie should we watch this evening? And on the other side of these significant disputes around finances, values, politics, we have those that just escalate way out of control. And we're not even talking about national uh, level um, uh, conflicts that might lead to war, but on personal levels. I mean, historically, we think of the Hatfields and the McCoys. Talk about conflict that got out of control between two, uh, two families. So conflict, again, can be small, it can be big, it can be massive. But the fact is, is that regardless of the size, it is ever present in our world. You made me think of the Capulets and the Montagues, if anybody's uh, watched or heard or read Romeo and Juliet. It's a similar thing. So, but what is, what's a positive thing about conflict? Conflict is an opportunity for growth. So conflicts uh, can have negative consequences and, and can really damage relationships, but they can also bring people together. If you can learn how to have work through your conflict in a proactive way, like you said earlier. Exactly. So let's just think about, so you started to mention some of the things about how conflicts can arrive and uh, arise rather. Those are uh, differences in opinions and in belief systems and values and expectations. Uh, Expectations is one of the the most significant ones. Uh, uh, And we usually don't manage our expectation well. And because we don't manage them well, we, uh, we have expectations that are really unrealistic and we never tell people uh, who are on the other side of those expectations what we are uh, looking for. Um, and uh, uh, that always creates uh, uh, an opportunity for, for conflict on an interpersonal level. We also don't communicate well. And we're going to talk about communication a little bit later, but uh, you know, the, uh, the, the famous um, uh, playwright George Bernard Shaw uh, said that um, uh, the single biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it's taking place. And when we are miscommunicating, um, we have conflicts because we don't have a complete understanding. We haven't shared information. And because of that lack of sharing information, um, we, we have uh, you know, an opinion or a belief that, uh, or an expectation that is not or an assumption or an assumption. That's a big one. Exactly. Uh, assumptions are huge and we all know what they say about assumptions. Yes, uh, we so, you know, um, uh, and we have more and more opportunities to have these things occur now because we can pop off instead of a letter that takes some time to, to write out, we can quickly pop off an email and before it's even thought about, uh, it's in the uh, other person's hands. We can send a text and a text, you know, we lose um, well uh, in excess of, uh, of um, uh, the majority of the conversation, the information that we want to, uh, uh, to send. 93% of um, communication is our body language and our intonation. And therefore, when we send a text, we're simply sending a message with only 7% of the information that we would normally want to uh, to share. How many times have we seen this come across uh, in our coaching where somebody sent somebody something and it was completely interpreted interpreted differently than what the person meant? And that's something to be really, really careful. We've said this before in other podcasts, so I'm gonna repeat it again though, because this is how important it is. Texting should only be for logistics. 
It should not be for emotions because people can't understand emotions through text. And then what happens? Somebody might feel that they're being treated unfairly or an assumption is made or this miscommunication. All of a sudden, a simple text turns into conflict when it didn't need to be there because it didn't have the body language or the tonality. That's right. So that is really, really important. Um, another thing that causes a lot of conflict uh, is uncertainty. People do not change or uncertainty. People don't like change. People don't like uncertainty. And that's just a natural thing. We all like to feel safe. And when we feel like we don't know what's coming next, that can cause a lot of conflict and it, and it impacts people in different ways. So um, for instance, if we want to talk about the pandemic, everybody, there were some people who, you know, um, just hunkered down and said, okay, no big deal. This is what we got to do. And other people who lived in a lot of fear. And when you are trying to balance those two polar opposites, that can cause a lot of conflict. Oh, uh, completely. The, the other side, and again, we're seeing this in a lot of um, discussions or conflict that comes around a lot of the, the social uh, uh, changes mm -hmm. and people attach perceived injustices or unfair treatment. And there's no question that there are injustices, there are unfair treatments, but we also have a perception of, of how those are. Um, and we have a certain focus on those. And that focus uh, tends to either magnify or tends to minimize uh, those from the reality of the of the situation, and uh, those individual perceived injustices or unfair treatments, uh, or background um, uh, uh, sort of uh, social awarenesses, or um, our uh, our um, nurturing through life, what our parents and our, our grandparents are our siblings, they experienced uh, as far as cultural or personal differences. Mm -hmm. So whenever we have a, um, a, a, a viewpoint that doesn't wind up uh, in alignment with someone else, we have conflict. And uh, again, we're seeing more and more of that, which is why this topic is so important. So our goal in these in this three-part series is to get you to understand how to have those critical conversations uh, when there is conflict, but also to be able to come from points of view to a viewing point. So the first way that we have to, the first thing we have to do is we have to identify the root cause of the conflict. How did it come about? Uh, what are the, what's the clash? Is it core values? Is it beliefs? Is it opinions? Is it expectations? As you said, what is the core root of your conflict? Uh, frustration, resentment, there's a ton of things, but you have to dig deep and understand why are you, why do you have conflict with somebody? Well, and, and again, you know, the, the outcome of whatever this conflict is, is certainly anywhere on the scale from, as you just mentioned, misunderstanding to fr frustration, resentment, uh, increased tension can lead to significant anger. It can lead to passive aggressive uh, uh, circumvention of, of direct conflict and spreading gossip and negative uh uh, statements. It can create loss of trust and loss of respect. Um, it can escalate to not only verbal aggression and uh, and shouting matches, um, name calling, but can escalate to physical uh, violence as well, and can potentially lead to uh, other serious consequences, in, including legal action, uh, or um, again with uh, with physical violence to uh, potential charges of uh, um, of um, uh, 
a felony, uh, you know, a legal, um, uh, um, uh, well, to trip down a, uh, a, a, a dealing with a charge of uh, felonious assault. Um, right. And it can also, uh, so taking it a little bit, um, bringing it back to sort of a more personal thing, what does conflict really do if they're not resolved? It, it creates a loss of trust. And uh, we see this all the time with people. And when, when there's that loss of trust, it is super difficult to rebuild trust. It's not impossible. It's very possible to do, but it's a slow glacial <laughs> moving process because depending on how big the, the conflict was, um, when you don't trust somebody or you don't, or you feel that you're not trusted or that you're not respected, it's very difficult to move forward. And that could be in your personal life or it could be at work. And if it's at work, what's going to happen? You're going to have a reduction in productivity or performance because you're feeling uncomfortable with your team or whoever your, your leaders are that there's that breach. So it definitely impacts how you show up, not just in your personal life, but in your professional life, for sure. Uh, exactly. And as we're looking at all of these potential problems, if conflict um, escalates because it's not resolved, it is important to remember that it can be resolved. There are ways that, as you said, you can move from two different and opposing points of view to a viewing point. And we can understand that we're not always right. We don't all have the same experience. We don't all have um, uh, the, uh, the answers that will solve everything, although we'd like to typically think so. But in finding that resolution, it means that conflict can become not negative, not unhealthy, but can become mm -hmm. opportunities to, to grow, to learn. Um, you know, one of our um, uh, uh, lines we always talk about is obstacles into opportunities. Well, conflict is an obstacle, but you can take that obstacle and you can make it into an opportunity and you can find constructive ways to deal with the conflict that really not only don't damage, but more to the point, they deepen, they nurture, they strengthen relationships. I love what you're saying, because again, going back to what often happens, why does conflict happen? Because there are assumptions or, that were made. And a lot of times when, when we're working with people and we get to the root cause, we realize that a lot of the root cause was assumptions were made. And then people start to dig in their heels on being on their side. So what what we wanted to bring to you today was just the hope that yes, conflict is a part of life. It doesn't have to be unhealthy. There are healthy ways to get work through conflict. Uh, in, in, most importantly, by understanding that it's it's part of nature to have it. And then understanding that there's always a root cause and there's a way to get to it if you're willing and open to have that opportunity to come together. I, I think that's a great place to pause and we'll be back uh, and hopefully you will want to hear part two of conflict resolution uh, because again, there is a better way and there is a wonderful way that you can actually deepen and nurture relationships, save friendships, save marriages, um, have better teamwork at, uh, at your office simply by understanding a few of the steps that people can take to have a better, more positive outcome. So uh, we hope uh, that uh, you uh, listen to part two. And until next time, have a truly 
extraordinary day. Bye, Mark. Bye now.